This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Sixth Sunday of Easter. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Some who had come down from Judea were instructing the brothers, Unless you are circumcised according to the Mosaic practice, you cannot be saved. Because there arose no little dissension and debate by Paul and Barnabas with them, it was decided that Paul, Barnabas, and some of the others should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders about this question. The apostles and elders, in agreement with the whole church, decided to choose representatives and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. The ones chosen were Judas, who was also called Barsabbas, and Silas, leaders among the brothers, and this letter was delivered by them. The apostles and the elders, your brothers, to the brothers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, of Gentile origin, greetings. Since we have heard that some of our number who went out without any mandate from us have upset you with their teachings and disturbed your peace of mind, we have with one accord decided to choose representatives and to send them to you along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul who have dedicated their lives to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are sending Judas and Silas, who will also convey this same message by word of mouth. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place on you any burden beyond these necessities, namely to abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meats of strangled animals, and from unlawful marriage. If you keep free of these, you will be doing what is right. Farewell. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, let all the nations praise you. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth, among all nations your salvation. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the nations be glad and exult because you rule the peoples in equity. The nations on the earth you guide. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless you and may all the ends of the earth fear him. O God, let all the nations praise you. A reading from the book of Revelation. The angel took me in spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It gleamed with the splendor of God. Its radiance was like that of a precious stone, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a massive high wall with twelve gates where twelve angels were stationed, and on which names were inscribed the names of the twelve tribes of the Israelites. There were three gates facing east, three north, three south, and three west. The wall of the city had twelve courses of stones as its foundation, on which were inscribed the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. I saw no temple in the city, 
for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. The city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gave its light, and its lamp was the Lamb. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away, and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, Christ is risen. Alleluia. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We are now towards the end of May, but we are in the sixth Sunday of Easter. Again, this wonderful season that we have in Easter. And uh, of note this week, this coming Thursday is Ascension Thursday. Uh, but note that uh, that feast day has been moved to the following Sunday, except for the Diocese of Boston, Hartford, New York, Newark, Omaha, and Philadelphia. And none of those are near the West Coast where we are. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're all Sunday over here. Yes. Um, but uh, I did want to mention with our first reading here, a great reading. Um, Carly, you remember it says in Genesis 17, circumcision is the covenant between God and his people. But boy, there was a lot of arguing going on, wasn't there? It did. Yeah, there was. Well, that's how, that's how they were brought up. That's what they knew. And it was really, a you know, not... It was in good spirit that they meant it. But we do hear, though, that even way back in the early days of Christianity, people were confused about a very important doctrine, and that was the doctrine of baptism and circumcision. So the reading tells us that there were some who came down from Judea who were teaching that circumcision was a requirement for converts wanting to be baptized. Paul and Barnabas wouldn't back down and continued to debate this error by insisting that the new covenant is entered into through baptism, which supersedes the previous requirement of circumcision under the old covenant. But they couldn't agree to resolve this, so they decided then to send representatives on to Antioch and ask the apostles who were the magisterium in the church, right, Peter's the first pope, to decide this matter. And the decision was made, it was a simple one, and it, but it covered not just the question at hand, you know, was circumcision necessary? It also helped to give guidance to the church leaders to help them understand in a broader sense the purpose of God's law in that the law is designed to serve the people by providing guidance, not by becoming a burden by piling on unnecessary requirements. Yeah, exactly. And I really want to, for folks who are 
listening to this before mass, there is actually 19 missing verses where all of that right. interesting dialogue was going on. So yeah. we are in Acts 15. If you want to read verse 1 through 29, you're really going to get a lot more out of mass because what we see here is after all that discussion, Peter defined what the doctrine uh, is or was, and then James taught the doctrine. And I really like how you brought kind of that old to new covenant theme. I really see that as really riding through a lot of these readings. We see the old covenant is the circumcision. The new covenant is baptism. The old covenant was the 12 tribes of Israel. The new covenant had the 12 apostles. The old covenant, of course, had Mosaic law. The new covenant we have being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's where it leads to at the end of this reading here. It's the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us, right? The Holy Spirit needs to lead us in the church and we need to follow even if it's against our selfish desires sometimes. Remember, it's, it's submitting and obeying to that word of God and the will of God, right. how important that is and how important for the church as our as a, an aggregate here to also do the same thing. Yeah, where it's important to be steadfast and be faithful and you know have fortitude and all that. But there's a difference between that and being stubborn. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. that's exactly, yeah. that's very right. That's, that's very true. Well, let's go ahead and move into the second reading today. Um, this is actually a continuation from last week. Um, and what we again see here is this holy city, Jerusalem. We see that establishment of the messianic kingdom, the lamb of God who provides the objective truth. Again, that old to new idea, the old covenant, we have the Jewish temple, the new covenant, we have the Catholic church, which is the fullness of truth. How important that is. And then of course, with the old to new sort of theme, the names of the 12 tribes of the Israelites were inscribed again, that old covenant. And then we have the 12 apostles of the Lamb also as its foundation, showing that the new covenant indeed has been established. Mm -hmm. And you know, my favorite line from this reading is, the city had no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gave it light, and its lamp was the Lamb. The light that shines through the Lamb is with us today. It's made manifest through the Blessed Sacrament, and it's readily available to each of us every time we worthily receive the Sacrament of Holy Communion. Yes, and the word for temple means that inner shrine. There's no need for a temple, like you're saying, when you are in God's direct presence. And that's, that's a great message of hope to be actually in the presence of the lamb. Imagine that. What a thing to look forward to. Man, we're up there jamming with the lamb, yeah, right? I yeah. mean, that is an, a message of hope and, and just a beautiful thing to look forward to. If we fully understood the Eucharist, yes. Yeah, yes. our hearts would burst with joy. Yes. We couldn't Amen contain to that. it. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Well, in the gospel here, we'll see about how Jesus's divinity will be made known to those who love him. Yeah, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever loves me will keep my word. And he goes on to say, those who do not love me will not keep my word. And there are a lot of powerful voices who do not love God. And they've gone to great length to create confusion about what the word of God truly tells us. Sadly, even voices from within the walls of the church that say evil is good and that good is now evil. We live in a world where people confuse their own words, their interpretations of sacred scripture with the word of God. Many have replaced the Ten Commandments with the Ten Suggestions and blatantly lie to support their licentious and sinful lifestyle. 
Society as a whole has lost the sense of who God is and our dependence on God. Rather, the world offers a false narrative that teaches personal fulfillment comes from self-serving interests. But the reality is we can only find our fulfillment in truth, the truth that is Jesus Christ. Our Lord tells us that he came to bring peace, but not the notion of peace that the world has to offer. True peace isn't found in created things. True peace is only found in the creator. Oh yeah, very true. And that's why in this uh, middle of the uh, reading here, it says the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name will teach you everything. That advocate called to be at one side. That's a beautiful, you know, again, fulfillment of how God gave us that truth to lead us, be led by the Holy Spirit. And what does he say here? Peace I leave with you says, my peace I give with you, that shalom, that peace in all circumstances. This is something, again, is a very different view of peace than the worldly view of peace. I think that the worldly view of peace will look and say, well, I've got peace if I've got no divisions. I've got peace if I've got no conflict. Uh, kind of think of maybe some advertisements when you see someone in a peaceful situation. There's no hardships, right? <laughs> That's not the Christian view of peace. The view is that shalom, not all peaceful circumstances, but peace in all circumstances. It's the peace that gives us that inner orientation that Jesus loves us so much that he bled and died for us. It's that peace that we know that he forgave us our sins. It's the peace that we know that he gave us these sacraments to keep us close to him. And finally, it's the peace that knowing he is near us always. Amen. Hallelujah. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.